Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And welcome to this inner life for a Friday, Friday of the third week of Lent. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond with you once again, and so glad to have you listening here. And when you get to a Friday every week, is it just another day for you, or do you do you find yourself a little happier that it's the last working day before the weekend? I, I know some of us, you know, we might work through the weekends, but uh, still for the majority of Americans, it's that last working day. So do you find yourself walking with a little more pep in your step, you know, as they say, thinking about all your weekend plans, all the fun things that you have ahead? In the next couple of days, maybe you have some projects on tap and you're going to be able to accomplish some things uh, because you're at home and, and you've got that free time. Well, what about Fridays and the significance of what it means to us as Catholics? So every Sunday, we end up celebrating Jesus' victory over death and his resurrection. That's why we have the Sunday obligation. That's why the Sabbath, which was originally held by the Jews as the the Saturday, the, the last day of the week, it was moved to Sunday in celebration of Jesus' resurrection. And so we we recognize that every week. But every Friday, and not just the Fridays in Lent, every Friday throughout the year, we should also take that time to remember our Lord's sacrifice on the cross. And that's what we want to do in a special way today. And I thought, um, as today we're going to look at the Stations of the Cross, but I thought it might be a good start as we reflect upon Jesus' crucifixion by reading through the words of the Stabat Mater. And this is a hymn that was written back in the 13th century, and I'll be reading the English translation for you. But... If you're at a place where you can kind of just pause for a moment, I know that might not be possible, but if you are at a place where you can just stop what you're doing, I'd encourage you to do that. Just take a moment and let's stop and listen to the words of this beautiful hymn and join together with Mary at the foot of the cross. At the cross, her station keeping, stood the mournful mother weeping, close to Jesus, to the last. Through her heart his sorrows sharing, all his bitter anguish bearing, now at length the sword had passed. Oh, how sad and sore distressed was that mother highly blessed of the soul-begotten one. Christ above in torment hangs, she beneath beholds the pangs of her dying glorious son. Is there one who would not weep, whelmed in miseries so deep, Christ's dear mother to behold? Can the human heart refrain from partaking in her pain, in that mother's pain untold? Bruised, derided, cursed, defiled, she beheld her tender child, all with bloody scourges rent. For the sins of his own nation saw him hang in desolation, till his spirit forth he sent. O thou mother, 
fount of love, touch my spirit from above. Make my heart with thine accord. Make me feel as thou hast felt. Make my soul to glow and melt with the love of Christ my Lord. Holy Mother, pierce me through. In my heart each wound renew of my Savior crucified. Let me share with thee his pain, who for all my sins was slain, who for me in torment died. Let me mingle tears with thee, mourning him who mourned for me, all the days that I may live. By the cross with thee to stay, there with thee to weep and pray, is all I ask of thee to give. Virgin of virgins blessed, listen to my fond request. Let me share thy grief divine. Let me too, my latest breath, in my body bear the death of that dying son of thine. Wounded with his every wound, steep my soul till it hath swooned in his very blood away. Be to me, O virgin nigh, lest in flames I burn and die in his awful judgment day. Christ, when thou shalt call me hence, be thy mother my defense, be thy cross my victory. While my body here decays, may my soul thy goodness praise, safe in paradise with thee. Amen. That again is the Stabat Mater, a beautiful hymn, where we join with Our Lady there at the foot of the cross. And that's exactly what we want to do here today. We want to look at the stations of the cross. We want to join together and enter into our Lord's suffering and what happened there on that Good Friday. And as we look at this, how has praying through the Stations of the Cross helped you to participate in Jesus' passion and sacrifice? Has it allowed you to enter into that sacrifice of our Lord? And we'd like to hear how you've shared in Christ's footsteps along the Stations of the Cross. And today we're going to look at how we can enter into this devotion and experience this prayer in a more deeper, a deeper way with one of our spiritual directors, Father Tom Wilson. He's a priest in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, and the pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. And Father Tom, welcome to the show today. And uh, any initial thoughts as we uh, start uh, looking at the Stations of the Cross here today? Yeah, thanks, Josh. It's good to be working with you again. I know we did this temporarily uh, in substitute situations a couple of times, and uh, welcome to uh, welcome to the program and the audience. I'm I'm uh, honored to be able to work with you as well. Uh, the Stations of the Cross are really a beautiful uh, they're they're a beautiful meditation on the on the Passion of Christ. And as you indicated in your reading of Stabat Mater, uh, focused on on Mary's walk with Jesus in the uh, in the Passion. Uh, as Mary walked with Jesus, we are invited to uh, walk with Jesus as well uh, and enter into those those experiences as directly as possible with Him from His condemnation to uh, his being taken down off the cross and, and put into the tomb. And what it does, Josh, I think is it allows us to respond to Jesus' call to all of his disciples to uh, pick up their crosses and follow him, and to follow in the footsteps of, of Jesus, which includes his passion. And um, that's, that, that's not always um, uh, 
a pleasant thought on our on our end, but it is a it is an idea and a, and a spiritual connection that allows us to uh, get so deeply into the heart of Jesus that we uh, we experience spiritually uh, what what he experienced and and ultimately that's the that's the goal of all of us who follow Jesus is to uh, is to be so united with Him uh, as to be indistinguishable, and and that becomes a, that becomes a great uh, uh, a great blessing. And the, the stations are, uh, are are just an excellent way for us to uh, to, to meditate on on the passion and to uh, really think about and to and to pray about. Uh, the specifics of what Jesus went through in his passion and uh, what he calls us to do as well. So as you're talking about this, too, um, one of the things that I I hear from especially non-Catholics, I think if you're a cradle Catholic, you've grown up and you're so used to seeing the crucifix, the corpus on the cross there. You see Jesus' body. In a lot of non-Catholic ecclesial communities, different uh, Christian denominations, they won't have that crucifix. They might have a cross that they look at, um, but for Catholics especially, we really want to participate in Jesus' suffering and his death. Why is that such a crucial aspect? You, you kind of mentioned, you know, we want to be so united with Christ that we become that one unit there. You know, we become part of what he is. Why, why is that? It, it, to me, it seems very distinctly Catholic when you look at all the other Christian uh, um, communities out there. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point, Josh. And I think that, um, you know, from, from our, our non-Catholic Christian uh, brothers and sisters, uh, they, they, make, uh, they, they will often make a distinction between um, the, the cross and the, and the resurrection, which says that, okay, Jesus is now resurrected. He shouldn't be on the, on the cross. And uh, the, the image that we portray with Jesus on the cross is that it is his act on the cross, it is will, his willingness to pick up the cross, his willingness to uh, humble himself and be nailed to the cross that achieves our salvation. The cross without Jesus, all right, um, is an incom- it's an incomplete symbol, if you will. I mean, it certainly is a it's a it's a symbol of, of of Jesus, but the cross without Jesus connected to it. Um, isn't isn't complete and so uh we would we would take on that to the 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 thought pattern and the and the spiritual reality that um when we are when we are gazing upon the crucifix with the with the corpus on the cross we're really looking at the the fullness of what Jesus did for us in in going to the cross and we're not making it distinction between the instrument of the cross itself and the person of 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 Jesus who who loved us and uh and and saved us. Um it's interesting that you that you mentioned that um uh Josh because I, I when the passion of the Christ is a it's a beautiful artistic um uh movie by by Mel Gibson and uh lots of people use that as kind of a meditation during um Holy Week and and, and that sort of thing and it was uh, when it first came out, uh, one of my one of my priest colleagues um, suggested that for Catholics, 
the idea was the idea was was actually pretty easy because it because the movie essentially is an extension and it's it's an artistic version of doing the stations of the cross it's 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 vivid and it's beautiful and it's in a moving uh, a movie form versus paintings or statues or or whatever like we often look at them uh and so for catholics it was a pretty easy extension uh to into the movie uh for protestants they needed a little bit more explanation i mean i think they engaged very deeply because it's the life of christ and they appreciate the life of christ but it wasn't it wasn't quite the the, the natural progression uh into uh into the movie that, that that it would have been for 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 Catholics for whom this is just a it's it's a beautiful movie but it's another it's a, it's another artistic rendition of the stations of the cross right yeah well and that's that's exactly right because uh in that movie you have things that probably would not have been known for some evangelical or protestant christians uh, when Verona comes up and tries to comfort Jesus and has the, you know, Veronica's veil there, um, and mm-hmm. some of those other moments. And, and so we'll get into that here in a minute. Maybe um, as we're looking at the Stations of the Cross, Father, can you just give us a little history lesson, you know, just, just a couple minutes here, on how did these come about? Because I know there's been an evolution over time. It wasn't something that just was there, you know, in the first century with Christians. It, it, it's yeah. something that grew as a devotion. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it certainly has, and it's, uh, it, it's evolved over time and taken on uh, different forms and such. But really the, uh, the, the, the initial connection with the Stations of the Cross and especially tying it to the Blessed Mother like we do with the Stabat Mater is a, is a custom. Uh, uh, I don't know that it can, it's verified fact that uh, the Blessed Mother herself would 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 revisit the the actual locations of uh of the walk that Jesus made from the praetorium to uh to the to Golgotha and so it was actually her, the blessed mother who had um who had gone and and revisited these stations and meditated on on the on the life of Jesus uh the 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 more probably historically verified history of it is that um after um after Constantine legalized Christianity uh he 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 uh ordered um monuments and such to be to be built uh in in those uh in those places uh and then uh as the as the, the devotion grew and and pilgrimages grew uh and then became more difficult when the muslim turks took over the holy land then the then the devotion extended into uh shrine various shrines across europe and then and then and then eventually um into uh everyday parish churches where there would be some uh symbol or image of of the stations uh within the church and uh give people the opportunity to to meditate on the on the passion of christ even if they couldn't uh get to the actual location of those events 
uh, in Jerusalem. So that's kind of that's kind of how the, um, the 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 devotion extended itself, and it, it started in it started in a deep desire to walk literally in the footsteps of Christ, and became an accommodation to uh, that being um, impossible for for very very many people, uh, and then being uh, creating it as a, as an opportunity for people to do it um, in their own parish church, and frankly even in their own living rooms if uh, if they can't get to the parish church. Now, every Catholic church or chapel I think I've ever been in, there's always the Stations of the Cross. Is that a requirement in churches? That is a very good question, Josh, and I can't tell you absolutely if it is now. <laughs> right. At one point, it was in the in the late in the late seventeenth century. Um, uh, Pope Benedict the Thirteenth, I believe it was, uh, actually did make a mandate that that every that every church have. Um, have stations of the cross in some capacity, whether it was uh, artistic images or just the uh, the the fourteen stations with uh, with with a cross uh, representing uh, each one. So I know it was at that point. I can't absolutely guarantee you that it's still uh, a universal edict. I think that the custom is so deep that uh, it would be very very unlikely to to see a Catholic church that did not have the stations of the cross. Sure. Now. As you're talking about the the historical desire to walk those footsteps with Christ along that path, um, should then every time that I look, or you know, the listener here along with us, as we look to pray through the Stations of the Cross, am I just preparing to give, to go on a pilgrimage? Is that essentially what I'm doing every time I I pray through the Stations? I think you are. I think you're taking a, you're taking a, a pilgrimage. Uh, in the footsteps of Jesus, in his uh, in his passion and suffering, and and meditating um, very intensely on on each of the steps and the various uh, various sufferings that he endured, uh, both physically, obviously the the, the physical suffering, but also the um, uh, the emotional suffering that it must have been for him to uh, number one be abandoned by his own disciples. Number two, see the anguish of his own mother uh, suffering and and seeing him uh, in in that spot, which had to have uh, torn his heart apart just as much as uh, uh, the, the the physical anguish that he was experiencing to see the to see the. Um, uh, the emotional and, and spiritual anguish of, of the Blessed Mother had to be uh, just as painful for him as it as it was for her. So, um, yeah. So um, we really are we really are taking a, a pilgrimage with uh, uh, with the Lord in uh, that that acute time of of His Passion. Whenever we do the stations. Our spiritual director today is Father Tom Wilson, a priest in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. And we're talking about the Stations of the Cross. How has praying the Stations of the Cross helped you participate in Jesus' passion, his sacrifice? Has it allowed you to enter in in a, more, in a deeper way into what our Lord suffered and what he gave us, that gift of salvation by his suffering, by his death, and then the hope of eternal life by his resurrection. We'd like to hear how you've shared in Christ's footsteps along the Stations of the Cross, how that's impacted your life. You can give us a call, 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. 
You can also email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. And uh, I also had our producer, Nick, tell me that he just posted the Stabat Mater, the prayer, the English translation, on the Inner Life Facebook page. So if you'd like to be able to read through that as we open the show today, you can read through that. And uh, we'll have more on the Stations of the Cross coming up next with your phone calls and Father Tom Wilson here on the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. I'm Josh Raymond and talking with our spiritual director, Father Tom Wilson, a priest in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, and pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. And we're looking at praying the Stations of the Cross and how that can guide us and lead us to uh, participate more fully there in Jesus' suffering, his passion. Take that journey uh, along with him as he's carrying his cross. How has praying through the Stations of the Cross helped you in your relationship in entering into Jesus' sacrifice? We'd love to hear how that's happened in your life, and uh, you can give us a call, 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149, or email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. I also want to mention that if you are uh, unable to participate with a Stations of the Cross uh, at your own parish, if your parish maybe isn't open at this point with the pandemic that's still on, if there's uh, stay-at-home orders in your state. We actually have two different times on Good Friday coming up here on Relevant Radio where we will be praying through the Stations of the Cross. One is at noon central, uh, and that's going to be out at the Shrine of Christ's Passion in St. John, Indiana with Bishop Robert McClory. He's going to lead us through the stations there. And then again at 3 p.m., on Good Friday, our own executive director here at Relevant Radio, Father Rocky, he's going to be in the Chapel of the Nativity, and he'll lead us in the Stations of the Cross as well. So those are two opportunities for you to be able to participate in this powerful prayer, this powerful devotion, being able to enter into walking that road. As Father Tom said here um, during the last segment, uh, walking along with Jesus as we know he's going to be crucified and seeing what is happening there on on those uh, as we as we take those footsteps along with Christ and uh, father as we continue looking at how we can uh, we can make the stations of the cross a more powerful and more meaningful uh, opportunity for us one of the things I'm wondering is I really only hear about the stations of the cross during Lent is this something that it really is just relegated to Lent for us as Catholics? Is it something we can do any Friday? I mean, even 
during the season of Easter, you know, we're celebrating. We haven't said the word Alleluia in the liturgy all the way through Lent. And then on Easter Sunday, all of a sudden, we're singing Alleluia. And, uh, you know, even in replacing the Angelus that we pray at 6 a.m., noon, and 6 p.m., then we have the Regina Chaley. And so we're celebrating, celebrating, celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. So, uh, are we able to then take the Stations of the Cross and still have that prayer and that memorial of Christ's sacrifice every Friday? Uh, well, we certainly can do it every Friday, and I think that's a, that's really an excellent idea. Um, obviously, I think most people associate it with uh, Friday devotional activities or devotional activities uh, specifically for Lent. Uh, because that's it's sort of the, the the time of that we set aside for a lengthy period of of penance and uh, and and such. But the the custom of of doing the the stations on Friday during uh, the rest of the year is is also a it's it's a lovely custom and it frankly it ties to. Uh, what we understand to be the church's uh, call to all of us to take on some type of penitential activity on on Fridays uh, uh, the whole year, not just not just during Lent. And you know, for people who are a little bit older uh, in the audience, they will probably remember when uh, Friday fish was was all year long. It wasn't just uh, it was it no meat no meat Fridays were all year long as a penance that we all did to, together that was uh, that was lifted, um, the specific penance of no meat on Friday was lifted except for during Lent, but the invitation and the encouragement and the requirement of doing some type of penitential act on Friday was never lifted, and the stations are a, are a wonderful way to do that. I, I remember in my college parish, we had a a senior priest who who lived in the in the rectory he was a wonderful guy and you know helped out with sacraments and such but i I remember clear as day every Friday at three o'clock he whatever he was doing he got up, left the rectory, went over to the church, and prayed the stations on his own uh for a half an hour or so every single friday it was uh it was his discipline. It was part of his spiritual life, and frankly, it was a wonderful example to uh, to us to to, to realize um, the stations aren't just a Lenten devotion. Uh, that's when a lot of people take it on, but they can they can be used uh, very very gainfully uh, in other parts of the year as well. Sure. Now, as you're talking about that. Most of the time that I hear about the opportunity to pray the Stations of the Cross, I mean, I, I've done it on my own in, in you know different locations if there's especially maybe an outdoor area to walk, but most of the time it is in a group. You talk about this priest who would do it on his own. Is there a benefit one way or the other? I'm sure there are benefits either side of this, but, you know, praying with a group and walking those stations versus just taking the time on your own? Yeah, I think they both uh they both have their own um their own benefits. I think that uh the communal way is uh is 
is basically kind of the way a lot of them are written. I think a lot of them are written intending to to be, um, you know, antiphonal, where you go back and forth between a leader and a group or right. two groups or whatever. Um, but I think that there's also uh, and there, there's power in doing this together because this is what we do as as uh, faithful men and women of Christ as we live this life together. Uh, but there's something about there's something about doing them privately uh, that can maybe help us engage uh, even a little bit more deeply and more personally, I suspect, on the uh, on the individual stations and uh, and the, um, the the actions that that go with them. And maybe maybe something that we can um, we can address here, Josh, is that there are many different versions of the stations, right. and uh, and some of them some of them um, reach people in different ways. I remember at a parish that I used to serve at, we had a uh, we had a version of the stations that were uh, very very uh, clearly done through the eyes of of the blessed mother it was uh much more direct even than our than our traditional ones and uh, i i can tell you that just about every woman in that parish that was a mother was able to connect to that version of the stations uh, much more easily than than some other ones because the wording and the reflections were from the heart and the eyes of of a mother, and so it allowed these mothers to enter more deeply into the experience. Um, you know, sometimes you you have them for uh, you know maybe maybe done with teenagers and, and their kinds of experiences. So there's, there's a lot of different versions that help us to enter into, uh, whether they're, whether we're doing them communally or, uh, or, or privately that can, um, one of the beauties of the stations is their flexibility too, that, um, that just allows us to, to, to get into the moment uh, of Jesus, but also to apply the, the, the reality of his suffering to, to our own circumstances and situations in life. Yeah, and, uh, you know, along those lines, I also remember seeing at one point a scriptural Stations of the Cross where it allows you to then uh, really follow along with the gospel narrative and uh, be able to see from the point of view of of the different authors, you know, the four different authors of the Gospels and follow along that way. Um, Might be good, Father, if you don't mind, just to take a moment here and maybe go through what we very commonly associate as kind of those traditional stations of the cross. Um, Would you be able to read through those for us, the 14 different stations that we typically do? Yes, certainly. Yes, certainly. Yeah. Let me see. They're, they're, They're right here in my large print version. All right, the first station is Jesus is condemned to death. The second station, Jesus takes up his cross. The third station, Jesus falls the first time. The fourth station, Jesus meets his afflicted mother Mary. The fifth station, Simon of Cyrene takes up the cross. The sixth station, Veronica wipes the face of Jesus. The seventh station, Jesus falls the second time. The eighth station, Jesus meets the women of Jerusalem. The ninth station, Jesus falls a third time. The tenth station, Jesus is stripped of his garments. The eleventh station, Jesus is nailed to the cross. The twelfth station, Jesus dies on the cross. 
and the 13th station, the body of Jesus is placed in the arms of Mary, and the 14th station, Jesus is laid in a tomb. So those are the those are kind of the the, the 14 stations that have sort of um, been uh, passed down to us um, uh, by by custom since probably the 13th century or so. And uh, some of the some newer versions will will often include a uh, a 15th station that that ties the uh, uh, the stations of the cross to Jesus' resurrection as well. Right. Yeah. You know, as we're looking at all these different stations and, you know, you're talking about different ways, the the women at your parish who were able to enter in from the point of view of Mary, the mother of Jesus, and experience those stations more deeply. Uh, We've got a call here. Kathleen, she's listening to us in Haddon Township, New Jersey. And Kathleen, it sounds like you have a way of trying to help children learn about the Stations of the Cross. I'm a CCD teacher for third graders, and I've always had a very deep devotion for the Stations of the Cross and wanted to incorporate it into the curriculum during Lent. So a number of years ago, I was able to find some coloring books that list the 14 stations, and I would have the children each pick out a station, and I would be prepared to give them a little bit more information about what was going on in that station. And just as one example, um, I remember one little boy, we were getting toward the end of the stations, getting closer to Easter, and he was supposed to pick out a station. And he's looking through and looking through and looking through, and finally he said, they're all so sad. I said, that's right. Look at how Jesus suffered for us. So it's, it's amazing to see the kids begin to understand the depth of love that our dear Savior has for us with the way that he suffered. Yeah, and, that's, and thank you very much for sharing that, Kathleen. That's a, that's a beautiful exercise, and what it, what it demonstrates is that your, your willingness to take them to Jesus and what Jesus really experienced. And, and I think that, um, you know, there can, be, there can always be a, a, a temptation, particularly particularly with children, um, uh, it's probably not a great word to use during the pandemic, but to, but to sanitize the life of Jesus, that, you know, that, that, that Jesus was, was this nice person who taught us nice things. Uh, well, Jesus, Jesus certainly was, was far more than a nice person who taught nice things, but Jesus is a person who uh, endured this great suffering for us, and that it is sad that he endured that suffering, but he chose to do it because he loved us so much, and and that's and that's real. It's a demonstration of his love, and so your your willingness to do that um, helps helps these these small children to enter into um, the real Jesus and the real Jesus who loved them so much that he endured this, this suffering and passion for them. So thank you very much for doing that. It's a a great idea. Yeah. Thank you, Kathleen, for sharing that. And, uh, you know, Father, as she's talking about that, it makes me think of other ways that, um, you know, I bet those kids are probably never going to forget the Stations of the Cross because they had that experience of going through and, and, and it was made more real, more present for them. I know, you know, with our kids especially if you learn a song about something. And it might be something that doesn't even rhyme, but, you know, my kids know all the the states of the United States because they learned it in a song. Different things like that that can really stick mm-hmm. with us. 
Yeah, yeah, and I think um, just the just the act of of Kathleen inviting those kids into um, making it their own, learning about it, learning the facts, learning the details, and then being able to convert it into some kind of prayer. It actually kind of reminds me of some uh, some activities that uh, we used to do on on retreats. Uh, it feels like a hundred years ago. It probably wasn't that long ago, but but frequently the frequently the stations are used as a as a retreat activity, and uh, in particular for, for for teenagers. And often one of those activities that we would do is, you know, the the various small groups would would have to adopt a station or two, uh, and then um, you know do a little bit of, of of reading from the scriptures on it, and then create some sort of artistic rendi- rendition and prayer associated with with their particular uh, station, and then that would become uh, the the prayer of stations for for the retreat. And again, because they were invited into uh, the opportunity to use their their own prayer and their own creativity, some of these things are just absolutely beautiful. I mean, just, just beautifully well done because they have... They have engaged in the in 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 the heart of Jesus, and uh, they've they've made it uh, they've made it their own. So, um, yeah, it's a, those are uh, anything that we can do to um, allow people maybe who don't understand it completely or are still growing in it to uh, to, to learn about it uh, and to make it their own and put their own stamp on it, I think is going to uh, help an awful lot for them to, to, to walk more deeply in the, in the footsteps of Jesus. Mm. We're talking with Father Tom Wilson, a priest in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, and discussing the Stations of the Cross, how we can enter more deeply into that prayer. And uh, how has praying the Stations of the Cross helped you to participate in Christ's suffering, his sacrifice, his death. Uh, you can give us a call, 888-914-9149. Has that devotion helped you on your spiritual journey? Again, 888-914-9149. You can e- e- email us, innerlife@relevantradio.com, and we're going to continue talking about the Station to the Cross, taking your phone calls, coming up right after this here on Relevant Radio. To the inner life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is the inner life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. I'm Josh Raymond along with our spiritual director, Father Tom Wilson, a priest in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis. And I uh, want to say thank you to Nick Schmitz and James uh, Shaper who are helping run everything behind the scenes here. And uh, if you missed anything earlier in our conversation, maybe you've just tuned in in the last couple of minutes, well, you can always find the entire show for today or any of our past shows 
at relevantradio.com or through the Relevant Radio app. You can find the podcasts there, so feel free to download them and listen to them. And uh, you'll you'll get a lot of good insight on the Stations of the Cross, especially early on, some of the history of it. And you can go back and listen to that. Uh, also, you might have just heard Drew Mariani there. And as he was talking about daylight savings, of course, remember, you do want to set your clocks forward this upcoming Sunday. But also, if you weren't listening yesterday, you might have missed that Drew has a brand new book that is going to be released very, very soon. It's, uh, in, it's at the printer right now, and it's called Divine Mercy. And if you are a fan, if you have a devotion to Divine Mercy, uh, maybe you don't know much about it. It's a great book that's a way to introduce yourself to that devotion. And in the book, Drew shares stories from numerous people, different miracles that have happened that have been associated with Divine Mercy. He gives some of the history there about St. Faustina and how Jesus revealed this devotion and uh, Divine Mercy message to her. And the best part about this, it's absolutely free. There's no cost. You don't have to pay for shipping or handling. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is just register and give us your name and where to mail it. That's it. And so if you go to our website, relevantradio.com, or if you look on the Relevant Radio app, uh, just click on the, the little button right there, and we'll send you a book as soon as they're here from the printer. So make sure to do that, relevantradio.com, Relevant Radio app, and click on that button for Drew Mariani's book, Divine Mercy. Father Tom, as uh, we continue talking about the Stations of the Cross here, um, one thing that I was thinking about, you know, right before we went to the break, we had Kathleen who called in and shared about kids and how she was trying to get them to understand the station to the cross. And it made me think about how we look at Good Friday. You know, it's a day where we do follow and, uh, you know, it's the, it's the one day out of the entire calendar year for us as Catholics where there's not an actual Mass that's celebrated. And it's a continuation there of the Triduum that began on Holy Thursday. But we call it Good Friday. We know that it's good. We know that there is a good outcome even in the sacrifice that Jesus is offering. So when we pray through the Stations of the Cross, should we have that hopeful, that kind of reverent, joyful attitude and be appreciative? Or is it, are the Stations more just for us to meditate upon that suffering and we want to hold back on having any sort of joyful or you know, hopeful anticipation? Yeah, that's a very good question, Josh. And I think that as long as we as long as we have an appropriate understanding of what joyful means, uh, anything that we do with Jesus is going to be joyful because we we know the end. Uh, we know uh, uh, that He came to that we might have life and that we might have it to to the full. So I think the participating in anything in the life of Jesus should bring us to a place of uh, peace, joy, and happiness that, that he wants us to. Uh, I think that the, the actual um, uh, praying of, of the stations uh, does not tend to lend itself to uh, emotional good feelings. I don't think it right. does that. <laughs> I, I, I think that and we, we probably need to, uh, to, to recognize that and, and, and honor that because part of, part of walking in the footsteps of Jesus certainly is you know, experiencing the, the, the joys of his life but also the sorrows of his life. And um, so the, uh, yeah, it will always be joyful to be, to be with Jesus. It might not be um, 
what we would call emotionally satisfying or, right. or uplifting, I yeah. guess. Sometimes it kind of reminds me of the... Use those, yeah. yeah, it reminds me of the end of the Beatitudes where, you know, Jesus is saying, rejoice and be glad when you're persecuted on my behalf. So again, not that you're rejoicing and happy that you have these sufferings, but just because you know what that means for the eternal destiny of your soul, you can rejoice and be glad in that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We want to, we want to walk with Jesus and, you know, we know in our, in our studies of lives of the saints that the, um, the, the greatest saints among us were the ones that were the most conformed to Jesus, and the most conformed to Jesus also is going to mean uh, worldly challenges, difficulties, and, and, and struggles. And, and, and we know that, and, uh, but because we know who Jesus is and what he has done for us, uh, we're able to experience um, uh, joy, if not, you know, emotional satisfaction, if you will, from right. uh, uh, from doing these exercises. Right. Father Tom, let's go back to the phones. We've got Maureen who's listening to us in Orange County, California. Hi, Maureen. Welcome to The Inner Life today. And, and how have you prayed through the Stations of the Cross in your own life? God has been so good. Um, we would, a group of us would go up in the mountains in Santiago Canyon in Orange County, and I would lead a group and we'd have family and friends and um, I would bring a small little baby, plastic baby, the size of the palm of your hand to represent the aborted babies (laughs) and my nephews. I would make sure that all of the teenagers would pass the little plastic little baby and um, they would have to hold it during a couple of the decades. And I would remind them that some young woman is choosing to abort her baby as we walk. And it left such an impression because I started this very young. And even to this day, my nephews look to me and they say, Aunt Maureen, can I hold the baby? And they know. And the teenagers know. And it just, it brings back how the Lord just cries out for his people to do what is right and just, and they have to experience it. And Good Friday is where we can teach our young people so much. It's just a huge opportunity to show the love of God and the pain of God and what he goes through every day for us. Yeah. Very, thank you, thank you, Maureen, for that uh, for that sharing, and that's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful testimony to uh, what walking in the footsteps of Jesus can do in terms of opening our eyes to uh, to, to very real suffering and the uh, and you know your your example the the reality of the the horrific nature of uh, of, of abortion, and and the fact that in in the midst of all that, in the in the walking in the footsteps of Jesus, that Jesus is entering into the the brutality and the suffering of the world in which we live, in which these these babies are uh, having their lives taken away, and the, you know the, the the anguish and the sorrow sorrow that that people feel. That to to be very honest in the in 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 our daily life, 
those things can get set to the side. They can be, you know, they, they can be ignored. They can be pretended that they don't exist and that this is just sort of an idea and, and all that. And your willingness to bring it into and connect it with the stations makes that truth come alive. You know, it, 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 it makes that truth come alive that um, this is the reality of an abortion and this is the reality of, of a Lord who loves us so much that he is agonizing right there along uh, with those, those babies and those mothers who are put into these horrible positions and, uh, and, and all of that. So thank you very much for, um, uh, for sharing that with us and uh, giving us that, uh, that reminder that as we enter into the stations, uh, it, it brings alive the, uh, the very real suffering that uh, is going on, not just historically with Jesus, but in the here and now, in Jesus, in his body, in his people. So thank you so much for thank you so much for sharing that with us. It's a it's a great exercise. Yeah. Uh, we have we have something in the Twin Cities here at uh, that's run by Pro Life Action Ministries in which people gather to um, to to pray the um, the stations essentially at uh, at at abortion clinic here in the in the Twin Cities every Good Friday. It's a it's a Lots of people uh, attend, and it's a very, very powerful moment of of prayer to bring the action of Jesus, which is his own suffering and death, uh, to this place of this place of death in order to uh, to convert it and to to hopefully bring it to new life. So, um, thank you so much for for doing that for those kids and making it real for the kids and and reminding us all of. Of Jesus' entry into even the darkest, darkest, uh, most horrific places of our human family. So, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, thank Marine. you, Maureen. And uh, Father, we are down to about 30 seconds left here in the show, and the time has just flown by. But could I ask you before we wrap up, could you offer a blessing for our listeners today? Absolutely. Gracious and provident Father, we are grateful for the gift of your Son, Jesus, who willingly gave himself up for us and for our salvation and our entry into heaven. We just ask that you bless our listeners during this time of repentance, renewal, and and penance, that they would embrace the life of Christ, uh, his cross, and be prepared to celebrate the glory of the resurrection on Easter. You know, may God send his blessings upon all of us and our loved ones, especially those who are uh, sick and lonely, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Tom Wilson, thank you so much for being with us today here on The Inner Life. And we've got Mass that's coming up next, followed by The Faith Explained. It's Mass and then class. You can learn a little bit about the Old Testament here on Relevant Radio. We'll see you on Monday. Have a blessed weekend.